0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. It's time for Right Spot with Dunedin UNESCO City of Literature.
1: This time every couple of weeks, we take the opportunity to reflect on Ortiporti Dunedin's status as a UNESCO City of Literature and celebrate all things literary. And my great pleasure this morning to be uh, talking with Michelle Alvey, Michelle. Uh, is the chair of the New Zealand Society of Authors Otago Southland branch, um, an editor who works across a number of disciplines and uh, has got some wonderful projects to share with us this morning. Michelle Moreno, good to have you with us.
0: Kia ora. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be here.
1: I thought we might start firstly with a, a, a discussion around the New Zealand Society of Authors because um, perhaps our listeners might be interested in hearing just what the Society's aims are and, and how it supports writers in the literary scene locally.
0: Yes, uh, that's a great question. Uh, the Society of Authors, of course, is a national organisation, but it has local branches all over the country and um, it really does a wonderful job of, I think, bringing together people who are interested in writing and who are practiced, practicing writing um, on a number of levels, whether it's around the discipline, the focus, the practice, or legal matters. People can get um, counsel and ask for advice through the Society of Authors. Um, or whether it's around uh, promoting contents and supporting uh, writers' projects. Uh, it's a really good organization for sharing, uh, since COVID, of course, since 2020, everyone who's involved in any kind of <clears throat> arts organizations, uh, found really excellent ways to share online, uh, broadly. So there are a lot of, uh, workshops and panels and discussions and lots of things that are on offer, uh, really to increase your own learning scope. Uh, which I think is really neat. Um, locally, we do a lot of things to support the local writers. We uh, share things online through newsletters. Of course, uh, we try to spotlight writers. Uh, we're a lot of us are here in Dunedin physically, but we do try to reach a very wide range of writers because, of course, we're Otago Southland. So that's a huge. Uh, geography to cover and uh, and a lot of people don't live in Dunedin proper so it's really nice to see um other writers and other creatives included so um among the things we do we have a reading series uh, the actually we have a, it's something called the salon in our local practice And the first one is coming up actually this month on Thursday, the 23rd. And that'll be a poetry reading with David Eggleton and Iona Winter. And that's happening at the Carey's Bay pub. So that's sort of fun. Um, And that'll kick off our reading series this year. But in addition... We're really keen to take the reading series on the road and to go to some other places outside Dunedin, whether it's, you know, Cromwell or Invercargill or um, to connect with Queenstown writers and other places around our region. So that's some of what uh, we do. We host, of course, the National Flash Fiction Day uh, celebration in June and the National Poetry Day celebration in August. And those are some of the highlights, but in between... There are always things happening. We work in collaboration with University Bookshop to um, support readings and um, bring people together uh, to share new books and uh, just to keep the conversation flowing, really, around writing and what everybody's working on. There's (laughs) There's a lot of industry and activity and incredible creativity. Well, um, in our local
1: branch, yeah, indeed there is, and and you've already name dropped a couple of you know power names, really. I mean, there's <laughs> so we feel as though we're um, somewhat spoiled in, in this part of the country, and indeed this part of the world, with a number of you know established and reasonably high-profile writers. But the society there also for those who are just emerging and starting their journey.
0: That's exactly right, and uh, one of the things we're really happy to do always is we like to work in collaboration with the City of Literature, and I think having Dunedin as the, city of liter- the UNESCO City of Literature is one of the reasons we are, um, you know, we, ha- we have that sort of high-profile um, situation, and it's wonderful, but it also means that new and emerging writers, first of all, have the opportunity in a really personal way to meet some of these high-profile writers. Um, just the other night, last week, I was at a poetry reading at the Octagon, uh, the Octagon Poetry Collective, and uh, David Eggleton got up and read in the open mic section, you know, alongside yes. some people who might have been reading for the first or second time. So that's the kind of community that I think that we have here in Dunedin for emerging writers. We um, always welcome them. In fact, at all of the events that we sponsor, we try to invite them to participate as well. So often with the salon, we will have a fairly high-profile writer or at least somebody who has a couple books, and then a brand-new writer, and we'll have them read together. This particular salon, the kickoff to the 2023 season, is a bit special because we have Iona and David. And... The reason we chose to do that is because it's the first time we're going back live after almost two years of doing it online and um, in Zoom. So we wanted to um, sort of have an event that would be celebratory and inviting people in. But yeah, the emerging writer scene here is phenomenal. There's all kinds of writing labs and writing workshops all over Dunedin and even beyond the Society of Authors. So if people are interested in finding out what's going on, uh, they can always of course, ask questions to any of these people and certainly putting questions at the Society of Authors because we also like to be able to connect and help other groups around that are uh, supporting writers as well.
1: Michelle, outside of the role that you have with the uh, New Zealand Society of Authors, tell us a little bit about your own work and what keeps you busy.
0: Uh, well I'm uh, working on my next collection, which uh, I hope will be finished shortly in the in the coming months, I like to say weeks, but you know the year gets underway, and we all get very busy. But my new collection will be coming soon, I think, and uh, besides that that'll be a collection of um, hybrid writing, some poetry, and some short story. I work myself a lot in that space that's between poetry and uh, um, writing that has a narrative arc. I really like that space. I like the idea of opening up the space on the page, but also that dialogue between the writer and the reader where there are a lot of questions um, that might remain unanswered, but that are kind of lingering in the space. And you can do that in both content and form. And I I really like playing there myself. Um, I teach a few classes, and, and just last night I was working in my memoir class and talking to them and we were talking about that very thing, how memoir can be written in fragmented ways, because that's the way memory works, that it's imperfect. And trying to gain an understanding of that on the page and the way we write is is a is a really difficult process, but so interesting to to go about looking at. So in all of my writing, I think I'm always focused around the way the writing itself is representative of the thought process and the creativity and all the layers of what's actually happening behind the scenes. Um, A couple of really exciting things are happening this month. Uh, Today, in fact, is the opening day for National Flash Fiction Day for the competition, which runs every year, and uh, it runs February 15th to April 15th, so we have two months of submissions coming in starting today. And that's a national writing competition that is celebrated all over the country, locally in Dunedin, uh, with a lot of uh, fun in June. And uh, I also have an anthology coming out, and we have a new short story organization. So there's a lot happening in 2023.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It certainly is. Look, um, Michelle, tell us about uh, the anthology of New Writing for a Changed World, a kind of shelter whakaruru taha that you've been working on with Witi Itimaira.
0: Yes. Uh, this is a book that's been in the making for a few years. Uh, in 2020, witty and I started an online site, which we meant to be a kind of creative hub for people coming together while we were all going into lockdown. So it really came out of that impulse to share and to support each other while everybody was starting to feel that impact of that first isolation. So we set up the website, which at that time was called Love in the Time of COVID, and it was an international site, and it's still there, and it's a hub where you can read all kinds of different um, interactive, uh, there's a lot of video content, there's poetry and fiction and essay and lots of reflections that came out of our dealing with COVID. And from that, we began thinking about creating a, a book of voices, and we wanted it to be something that very much starts in New Zealand and then reaches out to the world. So it really is a a, a kind of um, coming together of New Zealand voices, but we also have this really key element where there are these uh, sections with Corero where we always have someone from Aotearoa speaking with someone from overseas. Uh, from somewhere else, and they're taking on some pretty big topics. So between pages of poetry and essay and fiction and visual art, there's also these really beautiful and uh, quite meandering sometimes conversations, which have, I think they have a real feel of that, um, they feel real. You know, they feel like people are just sitting down and talking to each other and trying to communicate across space. And uh, time. So it's a book that I think we're both really proud of. It's produced by Massey University Press, and it's going to launch in May. And um, it's set up with a kind of a structure that we think reflects uh, creating that very idea of shelter. I think the book itself is, you know, a book is never something static. It's produced, it's published, you know, the print date is there. But I always think that a book and the words on the page are also living things, so we think it's a space that we can invite readers into to share in the conversation to create that kind of exchange of ideas, and we hope that's what it prompts.
1: How was it working with Witty on this, and how did you uh, share the responsibility?
0: Uh, it was phenomenal. I mean, Witty is a man of many ideas, as we all know. He's a national treasure. Um, he is he effortlessly has uh, a creative impulse that just uh, manifests then in all kinds of ways, uh, often simultaneously. So it was really wonderful. Um, He joked right at the beginning that he likes to work fast. He thinks fast and he works fast. And um, at some point he said, uh, sometimes that creates some difficulties. But then early on he said, oh, yes, but I can tell that you work that way too. So we actually worked together really well. We had... Um, always similar ideas around the early, um, sort of the early goals of the project. Uh, and then it worked phenomenally well to have a range of writers that we each had in our different, um, contacts. And we invited people in, and, um, I think we ended up with such an interesting mix of people because of the way we could reach out internationally, each separately, but also together, and because of the way. Um, We have a really, I think, a really wonderful and balanced representation of voices in New Zealand.
1: So this new anthology, A Kind of Shelter, Whakaruru Taha, um, when might we expect to be able to put our hands on this, Michelle?
0: Uh, Well, it's coming in May. The precise publication date is not yet there. But if you watch the Massey University press site, you'll find a date. I'm pretty sure it says May right now. Uh, But we'll have more about that soon, and we are going to have readings around the country. So uh, we can look forward to a Dunedin reading as well because there are quite a few Dunedin writers involved in the book.
1: So much to talk to you about. Um, One thing I do want to cover is At the Bay. Tell us about that.
0: Oh, At the Bay. That's an exciting new initiative. It's a, In a nutshell, it's a story organization for the short form, which means uh, the short story, microfiction, creative nonfiction, that's a short-form kind of a writing as opposed to an entire book, um, and hybrid experimental writing. And one of the reasons that developed is that a number of us who are interested in short story writing and short-form writing um, have been really uh, excited about creating a space where that form can be celebrated in New Zealand. We have amazing short-story writers, and of course they are celebrated, uh, we have examples of writers who have won the Occam's, of course, and who have been elevated for their writing. Um, and that's that's really wonderful to see. But like we have the New Zealand Poetry Society, there's not really something like that for the short story. So it's not a society in the way that the Poetry Society is. But it is a site where we want to, on a quarterly basis, we'll have online contents, But we also this year are forming an index. We want it to be really a resource where people can go and find individual writers. They can find journals. They can find other publications where you would actually see the short story. And the title, of course, comes from Catherine Mansfield's At the Bay. Um, Her story, which was famously published now, 100 years ago, in 1922. So we started it, and we launched the site actually in October. In fact, just a little, a little kind of wink to ourselves, we published, we launched the site on October 14th, which was Catherine Mansfield's birthday. So that was sort of a fun little thing. But with that site, we also gave it the um, the title that we think is very important. It's at the bay ite kokoru. And we want to have that representation of the languages of Aotearoa, and one of our key things is uh, translation and looking at how we express ourselves across languages, because we're interested in honoring and um, going back to you know the, the long, long roots of the short story in New Zealand, but also in a way of looking forward. We want to represent that the short story and the story itself is always a changing form. You know, our narratives change, our story of ourselves is always evolving. And that's what we hope to see in the short form. Um, I'll add one other thing. And I think it's quite nice to say the opening of Catherine Mansfield's At the Bay is one of my favorite short story openings. And I'll just read two sentences. It goes like this very early morning. The sun was not yet risen, and the whole of Crescent Bay was hidden under a white sea mist. And what I love about that sentence is it has that entire sense of something that is becoming, something that is in process. It's not static or stagnant at all. And, of course, everyone who knows that story, and I'm sure most listeners do, it's uh, something that as you read through it, it has a sort of evolving an expanding view as we look across the bay, and uh, I think that kind of—I think that really holds a lot. In a way, there's a bit of optimism there. You're going to watch and see what's coming.
1: Mm. So, at the bay, ite kokuru is uh, an online publication. Are, are there? Uh, is it likely to take other forms?
0: Yes, we have the online publication, but also we're launching a book series. So every year we're going to hold a competition for different forms. Uh, The first competition is already underway, and that's for a collection, a single author collection of flash fiction or microfiction. And then the other two are for a short story collection and for a hybrid collection. And those we will produce in book form. So we'll have three big book launches this year. Um, in addition to that, we actually have a really special project underway that we'll launch also later this year. And that is a book of uh, representing languages of Aotearoa and very much in keeping with our view that our languages are evolving, our people are constantly expressing themselves in new and curious ways. So I'm editing that anthology with Vaughn Rapatahana, and it includes uh, over 80 writers from all around the country And um, at the running rate so far, there are 40 languages represented in that small anthology. It's an anthology where we chose to, we asked people to write micros. So they're sometimes creative nonfiction, they're sometimes fiction, um, and they're never longer than 200 words, because that allows a kind of a focus around the language and the expression. And we think it represents people really well, and ideas, and writing on the page, but we also think it might become something that is a bit of a learning tool. You know, if you want to see a story written or um side by side in English and Mandarin, in English in Tereo Maori, in English and Samoan you can have a sample of this here in this one book. So we're really excited about that.
1: How wonderful. Michelle, I'm putting you rather on the spot here, but I I wondered whether you might um, have a a short piece that's um, been published on At The Bay that you might be able to share with us.
0: Well, thank you for asking that. Um, It's very hard to choose, of course. So I went back to look at just what the most recent um, offerings are. We have new offerings coming in March, and in fact a couple new things are going up. Uh, this month as well, uh, but usually we publish on a on a quarterly basis. So March will be our next big uh, set of offerings. Uh, but the thing that came up right now is a story. It's a longer short story, um, and I'm just going to read the very beginning. And it's by Catherine Van Beek, and I think it's really nice to bring up Catherine here because she's the she's this year's Robert Burns Fellow here in Dunedin, and I'll just read the opening of her story. Um, it's English, it's not a story in translation at all, because it is a longer short story, and after all, uh, our our original inspiration for this site is about the long-form short story. So this story is called Going Viral, and it starts this way. Sausages. She has to endure this hell for sausages. Sophie fumbles with the COVID-19 tracer app on her phone. It's 6.03 p.m. If she can't get in and out of the supermarket in 8 minutes, she'll still if she can get in and out of the supermarket in 8 minutes, she'll still make it to the local board meeting. At the entrance, she peers through mask-fogged glasses for a QR code poster, finally spotting the familiar yellow imagery as she's halfway through the turnstile. She tries to back out, but the metal prongs prevent her retreat. Another shopper shoots her a scathing look, giving up on scanning in. Sophie manually types her location into her phone. Someone shakes the turnstile behind her. Move it, lady. Seven more minutes. She hurries to the meat section. The sausage selection is overwhelming. Whatever she gets, it'll be wrong. She grabs a packet and rushes to the dairy section. Skim milk, whole milk, double cream, goat's milk. She goes for organic. The old-fashioned glass bottle will give Joy a kick. Four more minutes. She may as well get eggs. She rises on tiptoes looking for her favorite brand. A tall man grabs the last box and puts it in his basket. Hey, she says, hey. Three more minutes. There's no time to think through the pros and cons of other brands. They'll just have to go without. The self-checkouts are busy, so she heads to the 12 items or less queue. The tall man gets there first, and Sophie watches as he unloads her eggs. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) I'll stop there. I think it's quite relevant because it's a situation that everyone can relate to, and I apologize to Catherine because I stumbled over that second sentence, but <laughs> yeah, oh, reading no. someone else's work is always fun, and it's a really good, uh, really wonderful example of short story writing.
1: Well, Michelle, Alvey, thank you so much for sharing that with us, and indeed so much more. We've covered so much ground, and I, I guess my final question would be, you know, we, we have talked about so much about what's going on in the literary scene. Um, where would you point someone who wanted to stay on top of all of this, who wanted to learn more about um, the society, perhaps, who wanted to learn more about competition opportunities, who wanted to learn more about uh, events that were happening in the city on a literary theme? Mm. Uh,
0: Well, actually, great question. A number of things. I definitely encourage people to go look at atthebay.org. That's the new At The Bay uh, Foundation. There's also a lot of craft information there. There are essays and small commentaries about writing, so it's a really supportive atmosphere encouraging you to get your writing out there. Uh, the Society of Authors, of course, publishes a monthly bulletin, so you can get in touch about joining the Society of Authors, and then you'll hear about all kinds of events and opportunities. Um, nationally, the Society of Authors sends out a bulletin that includes all kinds of competitions and writing events, and so it's a really good way to stay in touch. Um, One last thing locally is the City of Literature also has a calendar, and they are constantly adding things every month to that calendar. So locally, um, looking through that and seeing the literary events around town, and there are always so many, um, is a really really good place to look locally. Uh, But having said that, anybody can also get in touch with me. I'm here and I'm available, and if you have questions, I'm um, easy to ask.
1: Michelle, Alvy, thanks so much for taking some time to join us for our right spot here on ORFM uh, and for sharing so much with us. Um, perhaps we can catch up again further down the track.
0: Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Great talking with you this morning.
1: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin
0: with support from New Zealand On the Air.